0: A life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I interviewed Natty from Charge. Natty is their chapter trainer. And CHARGE is an organization that helps liberate girls from the elliptical, showing them that fitness can and should be fun by partnering with local fitness studios, as well as creating their own fit plans. Their mission is to empower every CHARGE girl to be the best version of herself. And in this episode, we start off by sharing a little bit more about who Natty is and her own college journey. Natty is a recent college graduate and now works for Charge, as she's also going and getting her graduate degree. So you're going to hear a lot about her journey. And just as a preface for this conversation, we do get pretty real pretty quick. And Natty shares um, is pretty vulnerable and shares some really uh, some things that maybe uncomfortable to hear at some points and so if you do feel uncomfortable of course make sure you can just pause it take a minute Um, but you all know that we get real on this podcast and we want to hear real stories about what's happening but I do encourage you that um, to stay tuned for that and really kind of hear how Natty got through some really challenging times during her college journey and really what she's up to now and some of her big dreams and goals so you're gonna love this episode. Um, I also want to just let you know that this particular organization is across the country. So if you are in the United States and you are currently in college, I would definitely recommend looking at this organization if you feel like it resonates with you. Because not only are you going to benefit just from hearing Natty's story, but you're also going to benefit by also having some kind of community like this, a group of women that you can connect to. Also, if you don't identify as a woman, that's okay too, but you'll still get a lot of value from this episode. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the college life podcast. It's Alicia here. And today I have with me Natalie, who is a chapter trainer for charge, which is a really cool organization that I connected with recently. And I am excited to learn more about this organization. And I'm excited for you all to also learn more about this organization. But before we do that, we're actually going to get to know Natty a little bit more and hear a little bit more about her college journey. So Um, Natty, tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe like an overarching bigger picture what you're doing currently, and then we'll kind of dive into your college journey.
1: Yes. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. Um, But like Alicia said, my name is Natty Donahue. I'm 22 years old. I just graduated my undergrad in May of 2021. So I graduated with a degree in lifestyle nutrition, which was encompassing business, nutrition, and exercise science. So kind of all the things I love. And now I'm currently in week three of my MBA. So just started my master's in business administration. Um, Very excited to get deeper into that and get it done. But yeah, I'm from New Jersey, from the beach. Absolutely love the beach. And I currently go to school in Pennsylvania, so been here for the past four or five-ish years, give or take, and I'm just very excited to get my master's and see where the wind takes me after that.
0: Yes, I love that. And I'm so excited to hear more about, number one, this degree, your goals after, like, what's next for you? What are you really working towards? What's your dream? Um, cause we do share that on the podcast a lot. So I'm so excited to hear about that. Um, but before we do that, let's start just talk a little bit about your college experience. Um, so you you're in school in Pennsylvania, you're not from there. So you're yeah. out of state. What was that experience like for you just to transition to college? yeah for sure
1: so I honestly feel like my college experience was monumental in shaping who I am as a person um I feel like most people would probably say that but I had a drastic transformation especially my freshman year in high school I struggled really really bad with body image and disordered eating as many people do um I was always very, very restrictive with myself when it came to eating. I would track every single little thing that I put in my body in my phone. Um, I always like to tell a story. There was this one time in AP Psych in high school, we were doing an experiment about your five senses. And when we got to the part about taste, our teacher wanted us to eat like two jelly beans to demonstrate something about our tastes. At that phase in my life, with the mindset I was in, I couldn't even bring myself to eat two jelly beans because I was so afraid of gaining weight. And in my perspective at that time, if I'd strayed at all from my normal routine of eating, that would be damaging, Um, or at least that's how it felt in my head. So that's kind of just to give a little perspective of where I was in high school. So then coming to college, it was amplified by a thousand um if anyone's ever struggled with disordered eating you know that routine is the name of the game if you're thrown off your routine especially food wise it's very um, triggering it's very stressful so obviously coming to college is a huge routine changer especially like you said when you're out of state I was away from home I didn't have a kitchen I only had the dining hall options, stuff like that so my Eating disorder was just totally thrown off the rails, and I ended up going the opposite direction and developing binge eating habits. Um, So, long story short, my freshman year, I ended up gaining about 30 pounds within a two or three month span between starting school and coming home for Thanksgiving break. And in retrospect, I think that was my body just desperately trying to hold on to the nutrients that I'd been depriving for so long. but like I said, to me at that time, gaining weight was the absolute end of the world. So gaining 30 pounds in that amount of time was just very, like like I said, traumatic to me in a way. Um, I would look in the mirror and I just would not like what I saw. I had such a hard time accepting my body even at that healthier weight even because it was heavier. Like in my head, heavier meant worse um, at that time. So that was just super, super damaging. And that led to my freshman year being a whole storm of kind of disliking myself. And to cope with that, I turned to partying as a lot of college students find themselves in their freshman year. Um, or even at some different phase in college, you get sucked into that partying scene. So I got sucked into that freshman year. I turned to alcohol to cope with all those feelings I was having, kind of just trying to turn my brain off and just like numb those feelings a little bit. And that all really came to a head my freshman year. I came home for Thanksgiving break. I really wanted to go to a party that my home friends were having. I wanted to see everyone that I hadn't seen since summer, um I was super excited to touch base with everyone that I hadn't seen in months at that point but in my head I was terrified of them seeing that I had gained weight since high school which is completely normal and looking back I just wish I could give myself a hug and be like it's okay like you're not supposed to look like your high school self for your entire life that's completely normal um but like I said it was like the end of the world to me at the time so long story short I ended up drinking so much that day that my parents actually ended up having to take me to the hospital. Um, My mom found me unconscious in our living room early that morning. I had gotten home somehow. Um, I was blue. I wasn't breathing. I wasn't responsive. And I ended up having to go to the hospital on Thanksgiving morning of my freshman year. So that, like I said, completely transformed my mindset. I remember waking up that morning, obviously very alarmed that I was in the hospital, but also just like with the feeling of, oh my gosh, I can't keep continuing like this. And in the back of my head for the entire year that far, I had known it wasn't good for me. I knew in the back of my mind that it wasn't good to be in that mindset. I needed to do something to work on myself and work on getting myself out of that dark place. But that whole event was just like the big push I needed to be like, okay, this is not sustainable. This is not you living your happiest life. You need to make a change and you need to make it now. Um, So I tell that story kind of just to give an idea of how deep I really did get freshman year. And I think coming to college was a major trigger. Like I said, thrown off my routine, thrown off my usual area, like physically and just mentally thrown off everything. Um, But yeah, that, When I think back to like my undergrad and my general college experience that's always what I come back to because that was the complete turning point for me to ultimately have like the absolute best experience in college by the end of my senior year. Um, So at the time obviously it was very painful but looking back it was also necessary for me to kind of find my place at school and find my place in life, honestly. And now I can say, I don't regret a single thing about college. I am so happy with everything that happened, even though some of it was not the brightest of days, to say the least.
0: Yeah, seriously. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, that's, that's a lot to like take in for sure for, for you and, and to try to, you know, make that transition and and make that change? Because Mm -hmm. if you were doing that right all through, or like some of high school, even in some of college, it's very hard to make that transition out of that. So I definitely want to get to that point of like, okay, so like, how did you actually make that transition? You know, what are the things that you're doing now that continue? Cause I'm sure that, it's, it's always a challenge. I think um, it is, yeah. especially for women, but also there's, I mean, there's other folks also go through this as well. If you if you don't identify as a woman too, but for, sure. um, for women, it is like a really interesting culture and, and uh, there's a lot of um, press, additional pressures. Um, totally but before we go there, um, it's interesting because you um, were chatting and talking about how you knew it wasn't good for you, like what you were doing. Mm-hmm. But you weren't necessarily willing or ready to change yet. It sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's so weird because experiences like that were right, you're drinking so much. And Mm -hmm. of course, I never want to encourage any person to have to do that, right? Because it's or like even just to have any kind of traumatic experience Mm -hmm. in order to, to force us to change. Sometimes that is what we have to go through, unfortunately. Right. To exactly, or we're not going to make a change, but that's what I love about podcasting and storytelling because you start to hear other people's stories and you're like, "Mm, I don't necessarily want to get to that point, hopefully. Right. Like maybe there's other things that I can do before I get to that point to make a change or, or to see the change that I want. So, um, are there other areas of your life that you could see like, Oh, I know that this isn't good for me, but I still do it sometimes, even if it's in a small or not a serious way. Um, because I think that that's really hard for us to recognize sometimes and then to make that change before, you know, for sure like that happens.
1: <laughs> oh, totally. I know. And it, you're exactly right in saying like I knew it wasn't good, but I was not ready or in the mental space at that time to be able to make such an overhaul of my life because, like I said, that had been my mindset since as long as I can remember. Like for as long as I can remember thinking back to being a little kid, I always struggled with my body image Um, and being accepting and loving of my body. I'd struggled with it forever. So that's not something that one person can kind of just like, especially at 18 years old as a college freshman can wake up and be like, yeah, I'm going to completely shift my mindset today. It's just not realistic. Um, Looking back and like you said, there's definitely still like, nobody's perfect. There's definitely still instances in my life now or moments where I'll either be like, in a job or taking on a project or something in my life now. And I can feel that it's not maybe like necessarily the best route for my mental health to be taking on more things or something like that. Um, But like I said, it's hard to like, find your voice and stand up and be like, I'm going to advocate for my own wellness, because I can feel in my brain and my heart what I'm supposed to be doing. It's hard to like, find your voice to speak up and advocate for whatever route that's going to be that's best for you but looking back on it now I if I could talk to my freshman self and try to get her out of that hole before everything kind of accumulated like that my biggest advice would be to talk about how you're feeling I kind of I think it's just my personality I always just try to handle things on my own I don't want to like bother other people with how I'm feeling or my problems or whatever But like I said, that is an impossible task to take on on your own, even if it is just a littler thing that you're trying to change. Having a support system or at least speaking your feelings out loud and talking through them with another person is such a game changer. And that's something that I either was too afraid to do back then or maybe even had too much pride to do back then, like to admit that. I maybe couldn't handle that by myself like I always like to do. I like to be able to handle things on my own, very independent. Um, but sometimes that's just, you need a little bit of help. You need someone to hold your hand through a big changes like that, especially in college when there's so many other factors contributing to your life as well.
0: Hmm. Yes, I love that advice. And I think there's also typically people on your campus, whether it be friends that you've developed, although you probably, I mean, I don't know how close you had friends at that point, right? I mean, I feel like exactly. it takes time to develop close relationships. So even even that could be really challenging depending on when you're experiencing some of these things and you're starting to recognize it within yourself that, Hey, this isn't good. I I need that. I need to like get some support. Uh, but there's usually professionals on your campus or in your community who are willing and able to help. Um, and then obviously if you have family or friends from back home, um, just asking for help. And I, and I always even say like probably not even friends because, friends might be going through it too. <laughs> um, nice. and, go, and they're like, you're totally fine. And they might believe that and actually care about you deeply, but they don't really know necessarily how to get you help or, um, you know, how, like what to do next. Right. Uh, sure. so I think, um, a trusted, um, older adult ideally, uh, could be, uh, ideal in that situation, but anyway, so, uh, so good. And I love that. You said that you didn't want to bother somebody else. You know, you're like, I I can take care of this. I'm like, I can, I can get this. And I think that's the struggle too. Like, as women, we want to be independent. We want to like get things done on our own. Uh, That is attractive to me. That's a, you know, like I want, I want that for myself and I don't want to bother other people. And over time, I've really had to learn and change my mentality. That is also a very, uh, us-based, Uh, mentality too. That's not the way it is across the world. There's a lot of um, other communities and groups that really focus on community. And when we go through everything together, not just like one thing when we need help, but life. Uh, So, you know, I, I really like to change and challenge that mentality of, yes, we can be independent and take care of ourselves And also every now and then we're going to need help, um, through life, through different experiences, just a day, right? Like, so just making sure that you're, I think, practicing that muscle of asking for help is actually really helpful. So when those bigger things do come up, um, that you can, you know, you're able to do that, uh, which is hard. It's hard.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think it all honestly comes with experience and even like maturity also, um, the fact of realizing like, it's not a bad thing to express your feelings, especially like you said, as women, I feel like we're kind of always taught like expressing feelings is a little bit annoying or you come off as dramatic or something like that. Um, but really just like you said, erasing that mentality and switching it around to say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with speaking how you feel, especially if how you feel is damaging your life in some way. Um, but even if it's not to that extent, just expressing your feelings is not a bad thing. Um, That's just like, I feel like society is heading in the direction of accepting that though, which I'm happy about. Um, And talking about having conversations like this is always good to push that mentality even further of it's okay to ask for help Mm -hmm. anytime. Yes,
0: yes, yes. So good. Awesome. Well, let's uh, I want to actually talk a little bit more about mindset and then I want to talk more about like, how did you overcome that? Um, or are, you know, still overcoming that? Cause I do think it is a process, but sure. let's talk a little bit about mindset. Um, and you said that you, you know, your mindset had been, you had been, this is who you've been. Mm-hmm. It's not even just a mindset. It's like your identity. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, you're like, I'm just supposed to struggle with this for my entire yeah. life. Right. Um, i guess kind of coming out of it making that transition uh however much you you want to share like w- what was it like to really challenge that mindset
1: yeah so it definitely was not easy cuz like you said it was ingrained by the time i hit college it was just like it wasn't even a question that's just how i thought i have done a lot of like soul searching and introspection to try to figure out where i even got those ideas from or where i even Like ended up in that mindset in the first place. And something I always come back to is when I was little, I was just a naturally heavier little kid. Some kids have more baby fat than others. Some kids are like slimmer than others. And I was just always a naturally heavier little kid. Um, And I remember looking around, even as young as, like, I don't know, seven or eight, looking around at recess or in school and noticing, like, the popular kids in elementary school were the ones who were slimmer, and everyone kind of, like, looked at me a little differently because I was a little on the chubbier side as a child, and I think that's kind of where it all sparked from, and that was just, like, a recurring theme in my life from then on of whenever... I would have a little extra weight on me. People would seem to not like me as much, or at least in my head, I felt like people were looking at me differently because I had gained weight. Um, Obviously our appearances fluctuate over time. And every time I felt like I was looking heavier in my head, it spun everyone to be looking at me differently or treating me differently in some way. So that's kind of where I think it all stemmed from is, just being self-conscious about my appearance from a little kid onward. Um, And then when I hit high school, I played a lot of sports. I played field hockey, I ran track. Those are naturally very cardio heavy sports. I was looking more fit. I was looking more like society's idealized body type. And I felt like people were liking me more at that time. I felt like I was finally in with the popular kids. I felt like I was finally like attractive to people. And after being, like, the chubby kid my whole life, that was, like, my dream was to be one of the popular people with a nice body, all that stuff, because for some reason in my head, that was, like, the ultimate goal. Um, So then, like I said, when I hit college and I had no choice but to challenge that mindset, it was, like, a complete shock to my system um, of having to think, okay, maybe being slim isn't the end-all be-all of my life maybe it's not my life purpose to try to make myself smaller to try to fit what I think the ideal body looks like or what society thinks the ideal body type looks like it was like a real eye-opener to think that that is not the purpose of my life here Um, but again, even though it was scary to flip that mindset totally around, it was also extremely liberating to think, oh, maybe there's more to life for me than trying to lose weight all the time or tracking calories or trying to exercise to the point where I burn absolutely everything off that I eat. Um, yeah, so I would say at first it was kind of like a phase, a couple of phases to it first phase was being absolutely terrified. um, when I had my mindset challenge that I had been sticking to for the past 18 years of my life. And second was like a liberation and an excitement of there's so, so much more to this life. I'm only 18 years old back then. There's so much more to this life that I'm going to have than spending the entire time trying to be slimmer. Um, So I think, like I said, for me, I needed that absolute shock of a traumatic event to push me to change my mindset. Um, But hopefully for anyone who's listening to this, if you're feeling stuck in that, I hope you don't have to have as big as a shock and you can kind of just dig deep, talk to other people about it. And eventually, I promise your eyes will start to become open to the fact that like I keep saying there's way more to life than being skinny. And it took me a long time to realize that, but it's the best feeling when you do realize it.
0: Yes. 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 Oh, so good. Um, so what, how did you like, what support systems did you have or what are some of the practical things that you did once you, obviously you're, you were in the hospital and you were like, I have to make a change now. Like it's, I have to, something has to give. Um, so what were some of the practical things that you did to get through that?
1: Yeah. So number one, very surface level slash very easy. It's going to sound like I stopped drinking so much. Um, that was like the number one change I needed to make because I felt like alcohol was literally what I depended on to socialize. Um, up until that point, I couldn't go out and do anything with my freshman year roommates. I couldn't go out and like meet new people if I didn't have that crutch and that numbness from alcohol to lean on and cover up all those insecurities that I was feeling at the time. So the first thing I knew I had to do was get away from that. Um, And honestly, it wasn't that hard. It sounds like it would have been hard, but once I realized how big of a damage alcohol was doing to my life, It was very easy to kind of just like stay away from it, Um, stay away from situations that I knew were going to involve it for a while. That was probably the toughest part was missing out on like social situations. But other than that, once I realized how more clear my mind was when I wasn't drinking and how that fog was lifted and how much more mental clarity I was feeling without alcohol, um, that made it very much easier to see the path that I needed to take to get out of that hole. Um, obviously if your brain is just fogged up by toxins and all that kind of stuff, it's going to make it that much harder to think through where you are and think through what your next steps should be to get you to the life that you would want to be living. So number one step, definitely getting away from alcohol. Um, obviously now it's four years later, I've come to a place in my life where I have a healthy relationship with socially drinking with my friends, um, all that stuff, but that is not how it was for probably a year after that experience. Second thing, I knew I needed to kind of find my purpose at school, but my first semester of freshman year, I was miserable at school because like I said, I was so self-conscious. I didn't know where I belonged because I didn't have interest in joining a sorority. I didn't play a sport in college. I didn't know where I belonged on campus. So that kind of just left me feeling like I was floating. I felt like I saw everyone else finding their place. Everyone was joining Greek life or everyone was like finding these clubs that they're really passionate about or just like finding friends in class or whatever. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with me that I can't find my place here? So I knew I needed to find something to give me a purpose at school. Um, That is around the time when I stumbled upon an organization called CHARGE. CHARGE stands for Changing Health Attitudes and Actions to Recreate Girls. And it's a national organization. They have over 110 um, chapters nationwide at different universities. And at the time there was not one on my campus. So I saw an Instagram post my freshman year during winter break. So basically right after my whole Thanksgiving um, situation, I saw an Instagram post from Charge saying that they were looking for new founding ambassadors, they call them. And I just saw it and I was like, huh, something in my head. I think it was honestly the universe like speaking to me or someone telling me they're like, in my head, I just knew I was meant to see that. And I was so actively searching for something to get myself involved in that when I saw that, I was like, I need to look deeper into this. So I ended up looking on CHARGE's website, figuring out what the heck they were about. <clears throat> and it turns out CHARGE is a women's wellness organization um, that focuses on creating a community on campus that makes women feel supported, empowered, safe, and it provides them the opportunities to try unique types of exercise, unique types of workout classes, um, socialize through a bunch of different types of social events with other CHARGE members, and really just creates a community on campus that is focused on positivity and coming together as women and nothing else. Like, all you have to do is show up, be yourself, there's no other requirements, and that's good enough for charge. And that's exactly what I needed. I felt like I didn't want to join a sorority because I was scared of being judged or whatever the heck. And then I felt like I didn't want to play a sport because I wasn't the most athletic human being. And at the same time, I didn't have the confidence to just go in there and go for it at the time. So this was exactly what I needed, an organization that all you had to do was be you and bring yourself to the table. And that was enough. So I, from there, after seeing that Instagram post, went on to apply to charge to be a founding ambassador. And to apply, I had to find at least 50 girls on my campus who would be interested. Um, I also had to make a video of myself like showcasing my personality, showcasing campus, showcasing the resources we have around school, all good stuff like that. Um, And research fitness studios in our area that we could do workouts with potentially as a chapter. So I did all that, applied, had interviews, which I was like terrified for looking back. Um, I had interviews with people from National Charge headquarters to get the ambassador position. And long story short, I ended up founding our chapter here at my campus. So that was honestly the other than the negative turning point of everything I just talked about. This was when my life started changing for the better in college. I found, I guess I built my community that I needed on my campus. Our very first semester as a chapter, we ended up having, I think, 275 members at school. I had to find an exec team with six other women to help me lead the chapter, and they became my very best friends that I needed at school. And the best part about it was we all had that common goal of coming together for the sole reason of supporting each other, the sole reason of fostering positivity at school, providing a place that was all about wellness. And you could get away from all the crappy stuff about school, whether it's stress or whether it's like partying, whether it's, I don't know, drama, whatever. You could get away from all of that by coming to charge where the entire mindset was focused on the good, and focusing on making each other happy. So that was to a T what I needed at the time. So to summarize, step one, stop drinking so much. Step two, find something that gave me purpose. And that is really what allowed me to change my life.
0: Oh, so, so good. And I'm sure that that particular community has also just helped you stay on track, right? Even, or whenever you do feel, low you feel like you want to dip into that same mindset right because whenever we shift our mindset it's sometimes it will creep back up right just because we've trained our minds for so long how to think and that's how we are supposed to think so that does come up every now and then still I know for me it has and I'm sure it does for you and you're like okay you have to like use strategies that you've learned with your community of like, okay, like I'm gonna do some positive self-talk. I'm gonna, you know, like ask for help. I'm gonna talk about this with a friend, like this thing that I just experienced or whatever it is. So it's like an ongoing process. But I love that you built this like yourself on your campus because it is so needed. We, you know, I see it, I've I've worked at multiple campuses. Um, across the country. And it is so, so needed for us to have authentic relationships with other humans who really care about being authentic and in going through it, you know, and also trying to like build each other up. We don't have enough spaces that intentionally do that. And so I love that charge as a whole is working to do this on campus. And then I love that you were like, I don't know what I want to do, but this feels good. And I think anytime, if you're listening to this as a student and you see something like that, and you just feel like it's like a, I like to say, you know, is it a hell? Yes. If it's a hell yes, you have to try it out. You have to. And if it's not then sure. But those are the moments, those are the things that can change your life. And you saw that it did like just by you exploring more, learning more, um, but you, there was something about it. That you were like, you know, the universe had it in mind. And when you feel that something like that is in alignment with who you are, what you want to do, there's something, there's some kind of connection there, explore it. That is where you follow your curiosity. Anytime that you do that, you're almost never disappointed, you know, exactly. and you just don't regret things either because you went for it and you actually just at least explored it to see if it was for you. So freaking love that. So, so good. Um, And I also love that you kind of transition this into your purpose. So how does kind of, or maybe does it? it's okay if it doesn't, um, I can see your major aligning with charge. So your lifestyle nutrition major, which I love that major, by the way, I've heard that before. And I love the combination of the three kind of areas, Um, but tell me a little bit more about your long-term goals and what you hope to do in the world.
1: Yeah. So I think everything that I've done so far has shown me that I absolutely love leading groups of people and kind of being a guide for a team or a group whatever it might be I love managing groups of people so as the charge ambassador at my university I was responsible for my exec team Um, making sure we were all on track everything was organized to take care of a chapter of a very big size it's a little bit overwhelming to be in charge of 275 um, college women as a 19 year old so it was definitely not easy but it showed me that I absolutely love being in roles like that and being kind of the organizer and the delegator and the cheerleader the motivator of a group of people um, to all accomplish a common goal i have seen that even more right now in my current role at our campus rec center i'm the graduate assistant for our fitness programs so i'm in charge of our team of fitness instructors i oversee the class schedule create the schedule of group fitness classes and make sure everything is running smoothly, everyone is teaching to the best of their ability, um, providing resources for our student instructors to continue to learn and continue to grow, continue to become even better instructors as they pass through their years of college and years at the rec center. And I just get so much energy and feel so fulfilled by knowing that I'm motivating a group of people to be better and to keep learning and to keep um, growing and working towards being their best selves, even like in my case right now, even if it's just in the aspect of their life that is group fitness classes, even if I know like I'm motivating them to keep um, improving their teaching skills and keep touching the lives of the people that come to their group fitness classes, that is what makes me happy in life. So while I have no idea what company or where specifically I'm going to end up after my MBA is finished, I know that I would love to end up in ultimately like a managerial role or at least heading a team of some kind in a company. I would absolutely love to keep working for Charge even or work for a big fitness company like Nike or Peloton or something amazing like that. Um, and kind of be the voice of a specific team. That's also something I've come to learn that I love. I love being the voice of our group fitness instructors in like university directors meetings, um, campus rec director meetings. I just love advocating for our department and being that voice that's speaking for all of our fitness instructors and knowing that I'm getting them the best resources possible and getting them the best situation possible on campus. that makes me really happy. So I would love to find myself in a role like that in the summer when I graduate from my MBA. Also, I spent this past summer um, in Chicago working in person at CHARGE headquarters. And I learned I absolutely love the city of Chicago. I would love to end up there after I graduate in the summer. Um, So ultimate general goals right now would be to find a career in Chicago next summer doing something where I'm leading a team or at least working up to leading a team and advocating for groups of people that I'm passionate about.
0: Ah, Love, love, love that. That's so cool. And that's so possible. So you're definitely going to do that. That's so cool. And I love that you're also really like, like you found that you really love Chicago. So that's really cool. Um, the other thing I was going to say too, is uh, I feel like A lot of times when we are super self-conscious as women or as people, when we're self-conscious and we don't have enough space to think about these things, it's very, very challenging because every single part of your day is focused on you and what you're eating, what you're not eating, what you're going to eat next, what you're not going to eat next, Mm -hmm. um, or how you feel, right? Like, yep. I know even whenever I would like sit in a space that had other people in it, the way that I sat, I would like make sure that like my body is not like uh-huh. coming out in a weird way that makes me look unflattering. Right. Yep. My like role, right. Like uh-huh. my, my stomach <laughs> right. role is like not too much, you know, yeah. or it's like, it is constant. And I remember whenever I kind of had my moments of, transitioning and changing into more self-love and acceptance and also just feeling better. I'd started lifting weights and that really changed the game for me and my mentality and how I was viewed, how I viewed myself really. Mm -hmm. And it gave me a so much more space to think and dream. And it was, I could focus on other things besides myself,
1: exactly. you know, and
0: being so self-conscious and it was just so much, it just, yeah, it was liberating and it, it really changed the game for me.
1: Yeah, for sure. You are so right in saying that, like, when you are in a place like that, it takes up your entire brain. I remember freshman year, like I would even have trouble focusing on classes or like getting homework done because I'd be so worked up or so stressed about the fact that I only had the dining hall to eat at or like, even it's almost like the guilt of it all, like really just gets you. Like, I remember being guilty was a huge part of my um, mindset back then. Like if I ate something that in my head I thought it was bad or I thought was going to make me gain weight, I would spend the entire rest of the day feeling guilty that I ate whatever it was. And that, like you said, leaves absolutely no room for thinking about class or thinking about what you want to do with your life, thinking about absolutely anything else. That's why I feel like my life really didn't start heading in any type of direction until I was able to figure out how to change that mindset and how to make room in my life for anything else to come in. I'm like a huge believer in letting things go to make room for new things to come in. Um, And I think, that mindset was the biggest thing I had to let go in order for anything else and any other purpose to come into my life that I needed. So looking back, it all kind of happened perfectly in a way, even though it was hard. It happened in a way that made so much sense. Once I started to shift that mindset, it created so much more room for things like charge and things like group fitness instructing to come into my life that are really what make me happy now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And what are some other cool things that you have done as kind of leading the organization in college, and then also maybe other things that you've seen other campuses do that you're like, oh, this, these are the really cool things that you could do if if it was on your campus or if you created it at your campus.
1: Yeah. So I'll start with while it was while I was in charge of it on my campus. Um, so now, obviously, I've passed off my role of ambassador to a new exec team. There's a whole fresh team since. I started it back in 2018, which is always crazy to look at. Like I'll see their Instagram posts and I'm like, oh, like my little children. Yay. I love it. I love seeing them like thrive and everything like that. But I would say the coolest thing about being the founding ambassador was seeing people become friends through charge. Um, Like I would see charge members, obviously all interacting at charge events, but then I would maybe see like two members post that they were out to lunch like the next day or people posting that they were hanging out together outside of charge like literally just as friends and people would come up to me and tell me like oh my gosh like thank you for starting charge I met blah 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 through it and now we're like literally best friends and I even know people to this day I'm like friends with some groups of people and I'll be just talking to them and sometimes they'll come up I'll be like wait how did you guys meet? And they'll be like, oh, we were in the charge, this event, yada, yada, yada. And we started talking and I won't even know, like, that's how they met until they say that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. And it's just the best friend, best feeling to know that as the founding ambassador and person who started the chapter, you kind of indirectly impacted their life by giving them the opportunity to meet their new best friend or meet someone who's going to provide them support or be another factor in their college experience that was the absolute coolest part for me was just kind of seeing the domino effect of, wow, this is so much bigger than just me, so much bigger than just me trying to find something to do at school. It's literally changing people's lives for the better. That was number one coolest. Um, more kind of just like literal coolest things to do. All the workouts that you get to try are so out of the box. For me, it was all stuff that I never would have tried on my own, probably, we had an event that was a ballroom dancing class. It was so much fun. We did glow yoga, where you paint yourself in all this glow paint and have black lights and all this stuff. And you do that. Just all stuff that I never, first of all, would have known how to find to do. And second of all, probably never would have gone out of my way to try on my own if it weren't for charge, motivating me to try it out and also giving me a big support system of people I knew weren't going to judge me if I was terrible at ballroom dancing or stuff like that it just makes it so much more fun and kind of just adds to like your repertoire of things you've experienced in life um, and just builds you up as a person with all those cool experiences that you get to have and then it's been really awesome these past couple years working on the national charge side of things I took on this role of chapter trainer like I am now in February so it's been like I don't know how many months that is but since February I've been training brand new ambassadors to start chapters on their campuses which I feel is so full circle for me because I did have such an awesome experience as a founding ambassador myself it's amazing to get to train even more people to have the same experience so I so far have trained people from all over the country at different universities. I think right now I'm on my third ambassador class, we call it, so my third group of ambassadors training to start chapters. And I think that'll add up to a little less than 20 universities um, starting chapters. So honestly, last night we had our first class training meeting for this new class. And it's always just amazing to get to talk to the girls and hear how excited they are about starting chapters, Um, even hear like their fears, talk through their nerves about starting chapters and really just see that brand new, fresh passion and get to kind of tell them like, yes, this is going to change your life for the better and relay my story to them of how CHARGE really did change me and shape my college experience. So It's been awesome. Being a founding ambassador was the best thing that happened during my four years of undergrad. And now being a chapter trainer is really just such a unique experience to get to connect with people from so many diverse areas um, and so many just like completely different backgrounds from each other and see that they're all coming together and all have the same exact goal of making the culture on their campus more positive, more inclusive, more just wholesome in general. And it's a great feeling knowing that schools are going to be impacted because there is charge at their campuses.
0: Yes, uh, I love that. There's like a couple things that I want to like highlight here. The first thing is that just uh, what you were just saying with the impact that you're making. And I feel like it's so cool because you probably would have never decided like, I want to be a chapter trainer one day for this right company or this type of company, right. or organization, you would have never like created that yourself at that, like when you first started college, but it like has, you've let you've followed things that you're passionate about, that you're curious about, that you're good at, that you want to develop and you found yourself here. Right. And I think that it's so hard to see that at the beginning of your college experience, but it's when you put yourself in those positions to explore, to try new things, to uh, see what you really enjoy doing um, that you really start to see and you really start to light up, you know, and then you get to yep. see the different opportunities. Like you could work for Peloton, you could work for Nike, some mm-hmm. of those big companies, but there's also all these mid-sized to small sized companies that you can make a huge impact on. Right. Yeah. So it's just really cool to see that. And then the other thing that I'll say too, is that. I think even just the, uh, cultivating spaces to where you're trying out new fitness, you know, types of things. One, you're moving your body, which is always helpful. It's always good moving your body unless you're doing it to the excess is almost always a good thing because it helps you mental health, physical health, like just your overall health community. There's so many factors there but it also, I love that you're, you're just trying new things and you're cultivating that with other women. Um, Mm -hmm. so you're all kind of going through it together. It's awkward. You're laughing. You're, you know, you get to talk about it before you get to talk about it after process. Um, and so anytime that you have a shared experience with a group of people, it can, especially when it's uncomfortable or awkward, but it's not, you know, and like ballroom dancing, you're probably not going to get hurt at right, exactly. or like it's not not going to be like a negative experience. It's so bonding, trying, yeah, yeah. So trying new experiences like that to just get outside of your comfort zone is so awesome to do, and that's also going to really challenge your mentality and your mindset to keep trying new things um, to gain those experiences that you can laugh about, talk about later. Yeah. And then, you know, like, actually, I don't think I like ballroom dancing exactly. or maybe you love it. And do you yeah. want to compete in it? I mean, you just don't know. So just exploring that, um, I think, oh, it's so, so good. So I love, um, everything that y'all are doing. So how do people get connected to charge, uh, first off, like on their campuses, or if they don't have one, you know, how do they even get started on that process?
1: Great question. So, I would say if you are currently a college student and you're wondering if CHARGE is on your campus or not, go to CHARGE.com and it's super easy to look and see if CHARGE is already at your school. There's a tab on the website that literally says chapters. You click it and the whole list of chapters that we currently have is on the website. So go there, check if it's at your school already. Chances are it might be, like I said, we're at about 115 schools right now. So it very well could be at your campus. But if it is not, then I'm your go-to gal. And my email is chapters at charge.com. So the best way to kind of start the ball rolling with getting charge at your campus is to shoot me an email. And from there, I can talk with you more about the training process. We give you absolutely every resource you could possibly need to found a chapter. Um, If you're chosen to be a founding ambassador, from there you go into a nine week training process with me as the chapter trainer. And we go through everything from creating social media accounts to finding your exec team to sorting through your university's process of starting an organization um, and literally everything in between. So we don't leave you hanging at all. We literally hold your hand through the entire process and make sure that you have everything you need to found a successful chapter. So to summarize, option one, see if CHARGE is already at your campus by looking at charge.com. And then option number two, if it's not at your school already, shoot me an email at chapters at charge.com.
0: I love that. And, um, I'll put those those in the show notes, but I will say starting an organization, I feel like you kind of oversimplified it. (laughs) And I appreciate that. I I appreciate that you did that. And that like you have support basically through this process, but it is a hard process and it will take time. Like you're going to have to meet people and say, Hey, I'm starting this organization. And, you know, I want to do this, but anything that is hard and worth, but it's worthwhile to you, like it will, it will, makes a difference and it will, it will make a difference in your life. And when you work hard for something to create something, right. It feels really good to do that, you know, yeah. and to put yourself out there and to say like, you know what, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to try and see what happens. And you just don't know what the impact is going to have currently like on your life on other people's lives around you but even like for you four years five years down the road things are still happening on campus and you've left a legacy all of a sudden and you're like wait how did that happen (laughs) and it's so cool so exactly yeah
1: you're so right in
0: saying i oversimplified it um
1: honestly if i had to say like the hardest part of founding a charge chapter it's figuring out what the heck is going on with your university. It's not like figuring out anything about charge yeah. it's through the paperwork and all that stuff. But exactly like you just said, I remember being a freshman, like I have mentioned, I was not the most confident human being at the time. And at the time the chapter trainer, her name was Hannah. She was awesome. When we got to that phase of the training and she's like, okay, so by next week, you guys need to call your student life office or go set up a meeting with this person, blah, blah, blah. In my head, I'm like, phone call? Like, no, I'm not calling a person. (laughs) But it pushed me so out of my comfort zone. And now like, I can confidently say that I can make a doctor's appointment on my own, or I can like do whatever, because it's just like, it kind of makes you feel like a badass, for lack of a better term, to be communicating with all these university people and being like, listen, here is my goal. Who should I talk to to get there? What do I have to do to achieve it? And at the same time, it's great networking at your university when you are pushed to communicate with people who might be a little higher up or have influence at your campus. It's great to make connections with them that will be helpful throughout your entire college career. I remember I communicated with people when I was starting charge at my campus, who I later, a couple years down the line, would reach out to for letters of recommendation or help with other things that I needed at school. They're great connections to have, as terrifying as it may be at first.
0: Yes, yes. This is a life skill that you're gonna develop, not only in college, but it's gonna help you after college too, those, those transferable skills that we've talked about on the podcast before. And so, so good. Oh, there's so much there. I think you have internships, which I think the may, may the deadline may have passed, but you know, let's say you're like, oh my gosh, I want to start in chapter, but I also want an internship. You know, there's uh, other ways to get involved with charge. And so every, I think semester y'all have internships available. Um, So I just wanted to highlight that for, for folks who are listening, because that could be something, you know, cool to get connected to and, and uh, have the opportunity to build some skills around interning. I think it is in Chicago. So if you're in the Chicago area or are able to, to be there. But anyways, I just wanted to highlight that too.
1: Yeah, for sure. So there's always ways to get involved with CHARGE. Um, there are a couple of times a year where there's like a set application deadline for um, specific internships. But usually, if you want to get involved, National Charge will find a way for you to get involved. And even if you're not in the Chicago area, there are a couple of internships that can be done completely virtually. So just to name a couple off the top of my head, we have design interns um, who create our graphics for us, create our Instagram content, all stuff like that. We have social media inter- interns who are in charge of like running the Instagram account. Um, we have shop interns that is an in-person Chicago internship, um, managing the clothing and whatever else is getting shipped out. But if you're ever interested in getting more involved with national charge in an internship capacity, email opportunities at charge.com and they are super good about replying and we'll get back to you with any opportunities that are available at the time.
0: Love it, love it, love it. So so many cool ways to get to get connected, and I love that we actually interviewed you, Natalie, because or Natty, because I feel like students can get connected to you, and hopefully they feel like maybe a little bit more um, open to coming to you because now they know you, they know your story. Um, so if you are at all interested in doing this, please make sure that you reach out to Natty. It's going to be cool. Obviously, you're great, and I know that you're going to be welcoming and. And, and try to help students, um, figure this out. And, and, if you want to create this on your campus, so awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Natty.
1: Thank you again for having me. This was so much fun. Yes.
0: Thank you so much, Natty, for coming on and sharing your journey and just more about charge on the college life podcast. We were so excited to have you and for you to share your journey with us. It's going to help so many people. So thank you. And I will link all of the contact information in the show notes. So if you want to connect with Natty, make sure that you reach out. And thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. And I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent week.